Hi guys, today Paul Perez and I discuss the new Disney Pixar movie, Soul, that just came out in December of 2020. Stay tuned for our review. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. Hello, folks. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Resale on Each Podcast. I'm here with my main man, Paul. Paul, how's it going, man? What would? It's up. Oh, it's Tuesday, and we're here at it again uh, at the this end of the year special, this end of the year finale, this final week of uh, podcasting goodness. Yes, 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 yes. And this one, I was semi-surprised, not 100%, because I didn't, to be honest, know much about this. Uh, topic that we're about to talk about here. Uh, it's a review about the movie Soul. So do you want to give everybody a, a kind of a brief synopsis? Definitely. Let me uh, go ahead and uh, just bear with me while I go ahead and... Uh, well, uh, I'll get started. Basically, yeah, 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 go, on, go on ahead and get started. I will get the description. Right. Continue right, speaking. Right. Yeah, that's about a musician. Jamie Foxx this is a cartoon, if you didn't know. It's a Disney Pixar cartoon, the movie Soul. Just came out, I want to say a week ago, maybe less, uh, the 25th actually, sorry, four days ago. And Jamie Foxx plays a musician, kind of an aging musician slash teacher slash trying to make it just uh, in the city type person. And he, we start the movie with him teaching his music class. He like teaches a music class, I believe at an elementary school, maybe a junior high, I'm not sure. And he kind of looks a little apathetic, kind of like he's a little out of it, doesn't really like it that much, can't really tell. His dream is to be a big kind of a jazz musician in a, in a band. And then we see a little bit later on that he kind of uh, fulfills that a little bit, where it starts off. So what did you think of when you first, like the first kind of beginning parts of the movie? What did you, what did you, where did you think it was going to go? Well, just to give a little context, um, and I was thinking about this right before the review. Like, I'm not like the biggest Pixar fan. I'm not saying that I dislike their movies, but I'm not like one that as soon as the movie comes out, day one, I'm there kind of thing. You know what I mean? And it, I feel like this way about Disney cartoon family movies, even like the live action movies, like yeah. like a Maleficent or Cinderella. It's kind of like Nintendo. Like yeah. Nintendo still makes games and they make some of the best games, but they just keep rehashing this the same characters like a mario or a zelda but like i yeah. said the video game industry sees it as like these still are some of the best games that you can play but how many times am i going to play with mario and zelda you know and like for that reason like nintendo does not interest yeah. me and i feel the same way like about pixar like inevitable what you're going to get is a, a movie that's going to you know play to family and it's going to be colorful and it's going to be fun and there's maybe some adult themes and they're not adult like sex but adult like kind of like emotional uh situations right and yeah. this is why i'm just not like like you know i've seen pixar movies but like it's not like they drop day one and I, oh yeah i I'm, I'm headed to the theater i'm like number one in line but with all that being said uh you know 
I could see. I'm, I'm actually going straight into the movie, like my review kind of thing. That's but um, I will tell you, like, there were three movies that came out this past weekend of Christmas on yes. all the streaming services that I really wanted to watch. It was Wonder Woman 1984. That was on, uh, as everybody knows, HBO Max. There was We Can Be Heroes, the Robert Rodriguez directed uh like kids action movie. And this is from the same guy who did Spy Kids and Sharkborn Lava Girl, which are super enjoyable. And that came out on Netflix. And then Pixar, uh, Pixar's Soul came out on Disney Plus. And I saw all three of them this past weekend. But this movie was the one that I enjoyed the most of the three. And wow. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to. I thought it was going to be Wonder Woman. But my review for that is coming up on the next podcast, which will be released this week, definitely. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Seen, so I'm going to wait for your review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, it was uh, of the three, it was, it was the one that I least enjoyed. Of the That's three movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like I said, my review will be out like in a day or two, definitely. And uh, this was a lot of fun. Like, it was heartfelt. And, uh, the animation like for these Pixar movies I think as the years pass they're just becoming so much more it's kind of like they put this cartoon character but in this real world setting and it looks amazing you know what I'm saying so uh, but and just as soon as the beginning uh, like you were describing Mo like this band teacher and he's a little apathetic but you can see that he cares about like the students and them progressing so you kind of are instantly feel empathetic to him like you're like, oh, this guy cares. And even though these students sound like trash, but he's still there kind of like helping them along. And then there's one student that is kind of like like she really like he talks about very much like and, and this is something that a lot of creatives talk about. Like when you get into the flow of things, when you get and the movie discusses this as well. When you get into the flow of something that you enjoy doing, the time passes. You don't even know that the clock is ticking and you're so into it. And then he sees a student and he sees that in her. And, he, and she's like, I, I'm going to quit and this and that. But he sees it and he's like trying to build that up. But like I said, already in the beginning of the movie, like uh, the character and the situation, you're kind of already beginning to endear yourself to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then what? Oh, sorry, I have feedback here. Let's see here. Sorry about that. Well, that's okay. What I kind of felt in the first couple minutes of the movie was i'm not gonna like this i don't know why i always have an initial assessment within 30 seconds i like jamie fox movies and i saw the cast before the movie and i said okay this is gonna be good because it wasn't your kind of run of the mill other than you know jamie fox is a huge star but a lot of the other people other than tina fey i would say not so high profile so I, I was looking at this, I was I was excited initially, and then the first 30 seconds, 40 seconds, I was like, eh, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. And like, and then I'm not sure if I should say what how um, like the first couple minutes, what happens to him. Oh but no, it's, please. Like, uh, it's pretty review, we, we we like to spoil things hundred okay. percent. So this is a, once again before you continue, Mo, this is a yeah. spoiler review of Soul. We're gonna spoil the shit out of it. So if you have an issue with it, please. Uh, you know, maybe tune into the next episode. But uh, if you want to hear full spoilers of Soul, you're here for the big Kahuna. I'm joking. Like, continue, please. Okay. Well, with that said, he falls down a manhole and dies. So 
and it's uh, actually I was he, he doesn't hundred percent die. He, he like maybe falls more into like a coma. I guess limbo. I forget what did they call it. Not they call it the well. We'll get into that a little bit. He kind of goes into this non-dead, non-living place. And then in the beginning, I, in the beginning, in the very beginning, it's like he's dead though, because he's yeah. actually going to the white light, like everybody talks about. He's going on a conveyor belt, and it's just a big white light. It's like, and know, this is after also he just finished getting an opportunity to play with like a, a, a like a known artist. Like yeah, the opportunity yeah. became available, and like he got hired. He was like, "Yeah, we want you." And there's also scenes where he starts to play piano, and he just completely gets lost, and he wows everybody when he plays. He's magical when he's playing the piano. It's yeah. just like his, his happy place, you know. And he gets a gig, and from a former student, and uh, like as soon as he gets a gig, he's all excited about it, walking through the streets, which again, which looks amazing, yeah. animation-wise. And then he falls into the manhole, and then yeah, he, he's a uh, 86 for a, a period. He's in, he's in like in a coma, but bed. But who knows? That that was a little weird, right? Because he's in the hospital, yeah. still alive, but he's going towards the white light. So who knows? Yeah, it kind of looks like they were ready to just eight sex him like immediately right there. That's what yeah. I. Thought. But then I guess it gets a little interesting. Obviously, it's a Disney movie; you can't be over in the first four minutes or whatever. So he's looking to, you know what? I'm about like Paul just said. He was about to get all of his dreams made true. He was about to play with this huge jazz star and a big quartet. Um, and actually, if you go a little bit further into it, like his. Like you said, his previous student was the one that got him there. So it's kind of like full circle. It's like all this work I've done, I've taught somebody. They're doing well. I'm going to do well. I'm about to make it. I'm dead. So that, that I guess that was that was kind of interesting. But then the conveyor belt, was, I mean, I guess we can get into that in a different. I mean, that was really, that was kind of something like, uh, how would I describe it? When he's trying to get away and um, get back down the conveyor belt, I would I was expecting a little bit more uh, in terms of um, I don't know. I guess they didn't want to get into it. they just wanted to get him to the point where he was thinking about his life. So I guess they were just trying to show that there was a little bit there was a little bit left in him. So, anyways, I'm rambling here a little bit. So no, no, you're fine. You're fine. He, he goes to um, a place that I think they called it the four. He says, "I'm am I in the H E double hockey sticks?" He says, <laughs> "You're not in hell. You're in the before." So that kind of struck me as I was assuming they were going to say like limbo or you know something like that. But he goes from being this. So I guess the the conveyor belt is limbo. And then when he runs through whatever he runs, he basically runs backwards and he goes all the way through. It looks like he drops through worlds and dimensions and whatever else. So he's going through water and plasma and whatever else. And he goes to from there to the before. The only thing I was hoping for is that they would, they would talk about the conveyor belt area and expand that a little bit more. That should have been, instead of saying we're going to the before, you should have been into the middle part because I don't know, but I, I guess that's, that would be ghosts. I mean, um, yeah. So wh what did you think about that? though? going to the before part that easy. That's the only thing that kind of, I don't know why it bugged me a little bit. I was hoping that they'd be, have a little bit more stick to in the middle on the conveyor area. Well, I'll be honest with you. Like, while I was watching this, uh, 
I, there was a little bit of a like I was cooking, so I was also I didn't pay like this particular parts right here, like uh, the the realm where all the little like baby ghosts were at. Like yeah, I didn't I, I didn't understand that too well. Um, but if I have a complaint uh, like about the movie, um, I, I mean, and I'm thinking about it like while you were talking, like uh, he was very selfish in getting back to what he wanted to get back to, and he would go through anybody or anyone to do that like he did yeah, not yeah. give uh, he did not give a what like he just was like whatever whoever i can use to go ahead and, and maybe naturally so it really just showed like how determined he is but yeah like he meets the the tina fey character and uh she's kind of androgynous there's no like she's not yeah. a male really or a female it's just like it just seems like she's just been somebody who and like I said, I that part you you're gonna have to fill me in on Mo because like I said, I was cooking, so I was kind of in and out at that part. Okay. Like he, she was like, uh, she they had a bunch are, of mentors, yeah. but they yeah. all rejected her. But yeah. I found her character very endearing. I, I did find her character endearing. But explain yeah. to me the whole thing about like the place where the little kids were and like are they getting recycled? Like I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, not recycled, not quite yet. Basically, what he does is he falls into the, they call it the before. So these kids, they kind of make them look like kids, are souls that are going to jump into bodies or begin life. So what they do is, like, they turn um, Jamie Foxx's character uh, into a men what they call a mentor. So basically, well, he, he, he takes somebody else's identity too. Like he just, right. he's running around and he, he's just like going all over the place. He's just trying to get away from the white light. He doesn't want to go to, cause he knows once he gets to the white light, he's done for. Yeah, exactly. So I guess in before land or the before they make a mistake, they gave him somebody else's name. It was something Jorgensen. Yeah. Like some psychiatrist or something. Yeah. Exactly. And then, so basically you've got two groups. You've got souls that have not like these laid look like little kids that have not, lived yet and that's what 22 uh, tina face characters and you've got him who's a mentor now or accidentally a mentor so what they're these little kids are he's supposed to take 22 he's actually supposed to mentor tina face her spark they call it a spark they have like this little it looks like a flower symbol on their chests and all of these things there's like five or six different things they have to achieve before they can jump into life, turn that soul, like jump, their soul should jump into a body. And the last thing is a spark. And it's supposed to be whatever they feel like their meaning for life is. And we'll go into this a little bit later because that kind of changes. And then, so his goal is to find Tina Fey's reason for being, basically. So that's what he is, uh, Jorgensen or whatever yeah, he's supposed to be. So they have these different areas. I think there was like a hall of everything, which is basically anything you could think of that might spark interest in you. And then they have these uh, two or three other ones. I forget what they were. But basically, he's supposed to go through these places, and they, they test out different things. Like she tests out being a rocket scientist. And everything she's everything she goes through, she's like, meh, meh. Like she's not interested. Like, eh, that's okay. Eh, that's okay. She isn't interested by anything, bottom line. But the, the weird thing is, like, has she ever been a, like so these new souls? Have they been people before or are they like brand new? Yeah, uh, that, that, I, I didn't understand that. Like, you know, are they brand new souls or like are they are like have they just been, like been 
uh, freshly picked from the vine or are they like people who have died and then have come back and now they're going to get recycled? I don't know. I, I, that's what Did I didn't talk about that. All they said with Tina Fey's character is that they basically, she has been there for a long time and she's had multiple mentors. Like she said, Gandhi was a mentor. Yeah. Like all these historical <laughs> figures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Which, yeah, it was just funny. Some of them were funny. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like Muhammad Ali and like, uh, I don't know if it was Nietzsche or some other philosopher. There was like there was like ten of them. So basically, everyone has mentored her, has given up on her. So she's stuck in this. That's why I thought it should have been limbo as opposed to the before. But okay. But anyway, so to answer your question, I don't know. They didn't really talk about are these new souls, old souls, recycled souls. And why is it all like kids? Like why is it that the adults are the dead ones and the kids are? And the only one that would hang around the kids would be Jamie Foxx's soul. But all the all of the other ones were like kids, you know. So. Uh, I would say, you know, just speaking in the movie as a whole, like those parts were kind of like, okay, but the movie really starts to pick up when Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey kind of start going on their adventure. And then they kind of are like trying to bounce back into earth and they find that weird pirate guy, which is hilarious. Yeah. Like that whole thing was very entertaining all the way to the end, you know? But I think this initial part, like this is kind of like, if you and I were on a road trip mode, like, you know, we're smooth sailing in the beginning, but then we hit like a bumpy road for a good stretch. And mm -hmm. that's what this part was, you know? And like I said, I was in and out a little bit too, but after you get through this little bumpy road part, like the, the road becomes smooth again. And I, I, I would say, uh, I would use that as a metaphor to describe this particular beginning setup. I completely agree with you. Like I said, uh, I shouldn't have said 34 seconds. The first part of the movie kind of threw me a little bit. I like act, act one. Act one, like yeah. the setup. But actually, I think that's a sign of a good movie that the the best parts are still to come. So that I'll give them credit for that. It it progresses. It gets more interesting. I think the characters, like you said, I forget what his name was, like Moonwind or something like that. Yeah, um, he was the guy in the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Graham Norton. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched. It's, he does a talk show in England. Like, I've seen him before, but I've never watched his show. You know, if you ever look him up on YouTube. Look up Graham Norton. He he's a talk show. He's not really an actor. He's more like um, who's like the there's an English talk show host that does uh, he does cameos in movies too. Anyway, similar to that. So um, he I thought he was really good as if, um, going on characters here, and then um, a lot. Uh, who else was in there? They had some interesting like Questlove was in there. He was the he was the guy who got him the gig, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then who else was in there? There was a guy. Angela, I know Angela Bassett was a was a jazz singer, but she didn't like do much. She just maybe if she had five lines, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and then I it said who was Felicia Rashad? Felicia, Rashad. I think she was maybe one of the, like the the people like in, in the the limbo or in the heaven who was kind of like maybe. Okay. I think, or, or, or Felicia Rashad could have been his mother too. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, it could have been one of those two. Okay, okay. Because she seems to be popping up everywhere now. She was in yeah. that Jingle Jangle too. Was it Jingle? Oh, she was. I, I haven't watched Jingle Jangle yet. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so anyways, a lot of interesting people. Um, and as uh, Paul said, so the next part, it gets more interesting. So he, he kind of, they figure out a way. There's like a loophole, like there always is. They can get back to Earth, and he can maybe try and finagle his way back to his old body, which he's not technically still dead yet. So he kind of they find it. They call it a thin part. 
they like find a, a, like a body of water in some kind of strange kind of um, area and off to the side. They walk through a box. They climb through a box or something like that. And then yeah. and they go, go on a boat and they find his water and then they go through and he jumps. So another huge spoiler, he doesn't jump into his own body, which I thought was, that was hilarious. That I, I kind of perked up when I saw that. Okay, now, now we're talking. Like I, said, this is, I think this is when the, the movie started to pick up. Like when they're kind of starting to go on their adventure and basically when they leave the heaven part, like they, they leave like the heaven and limbo part. Because I mean, or not even, I wouldn't say that. Like when they get to the part where they're meeting Moonwind, like yeah. and they're like sailing and stuff, and then they finding people who just kind of are not like a hundred percent happy. And like I thought that was all very interesting, you know. But like at that point is when it starts to kind of like slowly pick up again. It doesn't like totally drop and become the shits. I'm just saying, but it doesn't like it's kind of like a little bit like rough before like it says okay like now we're on a adventure and this is fun. Yeah, and then obviously Tina Fey. His whole job was to get Tina Fey into a body, but she ends up jumping into his body. He ends up jumping into the body of a cat that just happened to be on top of him. Uh, I don't know like why. Like a therapy cat or something a like that. Like, on top so of weird. Uh, dying person. Um, especially when that cat is not your cat. You would assume that that's like, you know, some relation to you, you know, a, a relative's cat, your cat or something. So I, I was like, okay. But anyways, it, it works. Okay. And then, so anyway, long story short, the whole thing is he's still trying to get her a spark, even though he's now in the body of a cat and she's in his body. No, I, I would, I would, I actually disagree with that more. Like he doesn't care about anything with her. Like, I mean, she has questions about yeah. like real life, but he just wants to get back to his body. And she's just kind of like, you're here to help me. Like, you know, yeah. whatever, like whatever you need to do, then let's do it. But my purpose is to get back. And then, like, we'll get you back, and you could get somebody else. You know, he just—he's just using her at this point, basically. That's but uh, you know, along this journey, like, she starts to—and this is what I didn't understand. Like, I mean, you have already explained it to me more. Like, so she's a new soul, so she has never been to Earth before. I thought that she was a soul that, like I said, was recycled. But that's just me and my brain, right? But I'm pretty but sure she's she never lived before because there's lots of parts of the movies where, like, obviously she's in his body now, so she's like eating pizza. And she's like walking. Like, uh, she didn't know what it did. Yeah, she didn't know what like any of these things were. So it's kind of like, yeah, like she's a brand new, like she's never been to Earth before, yeah. you know. Yeah. And she's experiencing it. And then, uh, and then you know, they have a little conflict in terms of like she doesn't want to go back, and she's enjoying it so much. And like I said, all this was very good, and I found it all very endearing. Like when, uh, and she can understand, uh, Sam, uh Jamie Foxx's cat character, like yeah. to the world. Jamie Foxx talks like a cat, but to yeah. to you know to the main guy, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Uh, he talks. You know. is, is it James Gardner or is it not James Gardner? Is it it's his first name? Forgetting his first name. Know no, I'm talking name. about like the, the the main character in Soul. Like I don't know his his name. Yeah, his name his last name is Gardner, and then his first name is Joe. 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 Yeah, okay, Joe. 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 So, yeah. so they Joe understands, and now Tina Fey is in Joe's body, and Joe's understanding the cat. But Mo, what I wanted to ask you is, yes, uh, in terms of the performances, like, what did you think about like Tina Fey's performance, and what do you think about Jamie Foxx's performance, or anybody else that actually stood out to you? Maybe it was okay. Graham Norton as Moonwind, but uh, did any? Uh, what did you think about the performances, the voice performances? The voice performances, I think, to be honest, Jamie Foxx did it. Oh, they, Tina Fey, they were good. They didn't stand out to me as much. 
I like the side characters. I like Moonwind probably the best. I thought he was because I mean, with voice, you kind of have to really kind of throw yourself out there. You know, you're not physically there. Uh, obviously, other than the, the cartoon, but um, I also like the character. I don't know who that is. I think it's an Australian actor who did. I think they called her the counter or something. She's basically the person who makes a mistake with counting souls. Um, she was in Thor Ragnarok. Like Jeff Goldblum, like has like this, um, like kind of like her his right hand person, and she's like this tough, like big looking woman, and okay. that's her. That's her. And she's been in some other things as well. But I just remember her from Thor Ragnarok. You know, I thought she was good, and she's she the, was though. She was very good. I thought that was a dude too. I thought that was a dude, okay. and then I find that that was. A woman, yeah, but though no, she was very good. She was yeah. a lot of fun. She was a yeah. lot of fun. And then she's one, a, I want to piggyback. Yeah, she yeah. was a standout. She was a standout. Oh, absolutely. I, I thought I wish they kind of expanded. They had little parts with her. She goes to back. She tries to fix the issue, you know, with the you know Joe going back down there and everything. But um, who else? There was one other character. He only had little bits. I remember there's a car. There's a movie called. I'm oh, sorry. TV show called The IT Crowd. Um, it's a comedy from like the early 2000s. Um, what was that? I forget his name. Um, his name is Richard Ayoade. I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you're talking about. But I he was for hilarious. Very small part, though. Um, yeah, he was forgettable, though. Like, honestly, like, I, I would say, like, in terms of standouts, I thought Tina Fey was good. Jamie Foxx was good as well. But no, you're right. They were nothing. Like it was like wow, like uh, you know, like nothing that is like super memorable. But the the lady you mentioned, uh, the lady from Thor Ragnarok, uh, as that character who's like trying to like, that was probably the the most fun character. You know, yeah, I was hoping that Jamie Fox would be because Jamie Fox can go in any which direction, and I, I get you know he's obviously a musician. They had him play. But I, w I was hoping for more expression from him, a little bit more, like really, I, I don't know, being upset or being happy or being something because he can, you know, do pretty much anything, especially comedically. So I was hoping for a little bit more from him. Tina Fey was okay. Yeah, I would just say that I'd give them both like a B minus. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like Tina Fey made me laugh. You know, Tina Fey made me laugh. And and Jamie Foxx, what I definitely recognize, and I could be wrong, but like the person when he goes into the subway and the person singing in the subway, that, that I didn't recognize. That's Jamie Foxx singing. Like as the other character kind of, I was like, I know that voice. And that was, I'm pretty sure that was Jamie Foxx singing, definitely, you know? Yeah. But I guess they kind of Disney-fied this and they kind of, they kind of stay on an even keel. They have little parts. They kind of uh, show a little bit of expression. I was hoping for a little bit more, but that's okay. That's good. I mean, what I liked, I mean, what would you say about the the main theme of this movie going, especially the second half of the movie? What, what did you think that the director was trying to say, if anything? Hi, guys. Shameless plug section here. We'd love to have you join our reselling group called the Reseller Niche Help Group on Facebook. A lot of great resellers there. Also, if it's possible, if you could leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Lastly, you can find these podcasts in video form on YouTube. We'd love to have you join us there so you can see some of the products we go through and then see some of the people we're interviewing. And if you could possibly subscribe, that would be the kicker. Thanks so much for listening.
that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, what did I feel that the movie was trying to say? The main theme of it. Well, I mean, you know, the the of course the the thing that stood out for me, and uh, and like I said, this is full spoilers, definitely. And I went to Catholic high school, and they've always talked about like the greatest sacrifice that you can make for another human being is kind of giving your life. And we see that in movies repeatedly. And yeah. you know, Jamie Foxx actually makes that sacrifice even after getting his opportunity. Um, but another thing that I wanted to say, now that you kind of were talking about it um, and dreams and goals, right. And uh, you know, a lot of times when we achieve our goal as human beings, I think we're just kind of wired this way. Uh, you know, if we're like achievers, not, I'm not saying, I'm saying like high achievers and this and that, but if we just are achievers, like once we meet our goal, then we want to know what, what's the next goal because the journey is where the magic is. That's where the yep. magic sauce is. Like you can go ahead and reach your goal and you feel fantastic. That feeling only stays with you for so long. Like, all right, what are we doing next? And yep. I think that this movie talks about that as well. And I, I, as myself being a, a creative person, I love the whole thing that they, the movie emphasizes in more than one situation about flow. Yeah. About like getting into this creative space where like you just jamming with your pastime or your hobby and the hours slip by and the days even slip by but you're just so focused and having such a great time that your work is your play and yeah. i loved all these themes that the movie discussed uh what i didn't what i wasn't crazy about is like i said why is it that all the like the new souls are little kids and they can't be like older folks it's just kind of like the old folks are expendable and i know the kids of the future but you know show uh we're getting a uh, marrakesh what's up good morning um like why why is it that the adults you know are like uh you know put into the outhouse a little bit you know what i'm saying especially when they did the whole thing with her having like 25 mentors and she said she was a thousand years old or something like that that would be a great way for them because she talked about her voice she's he uh, questioned Joe questioned her like, well, why is your voice the voice of like a twelve? Or he said something like that, and he said, well, why can she goes into different voices. So like, I can have any voice. So why is it like you said that you have only like all of you, all of these souls only have one form? So that I mean, like you said, they could have given some personality like a like a beard or like long hair, short hair, a bald person, glasses, something. You know, um, that would have. Yeah. You know, some personality, something that she's not the same as the other million souls out there. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that. And it, it kind of, I, I wish, I mean, to be honest, I see every single Disney movie as a test to see if there could be a sequel, unfortunately. So I could see them talking, having a movie about where the before came from. Or on the flip side, uh, something about how, you know, obviously Joe, I mean, sorry, we don't find out what body Tina Fey's character, 22, gets, you know, jumps in. All we know at the end of the movie is she goes to Earth and she's in a body of some, you know, somebody's body. It could have uh, been, yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, Mo, like, what were your some of your big takeaways from the movie? Or, like, what's some of the things that, like, you picked up from watching the movie yourself? Well, one of the ones was... Um, after the scene where Joe, he goes back for a second time, kind of rushes back in, he gets to play, it's like the greatest night, whatever, you know, and 
he kind of walks out and there's that whole scene where he's talking to the saxophone player. And he said, well, I thought this would be more, you know, I thought I love that scene. That was a great scene. I think that was the scene of the movie for me, to be honest. And then he's, he's just kind of like looking around and you notice how everything is quiet now. And it's just the two of them. And he's kind of like, well, what next? And then she tells the whole, like, the, I don't know if that was a fable. What about a fish? Like the fish, you know, asks to go to the ocean. And the other fish says, well, you're already in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. I thought that right there was awesome. Because that I think that's some of the Kobe. It's like you said about how we're always wondering, oh, no, next week I do this. I've got this big thing to do. That's it. That's the end all be all of my existence right now. And then between now and next week is what actually makes your life up. So I think that's what I would take away. Make, you know, pay attention. to Like he keeps holding, I don't know if it's like an acorn or like a little piece of a leaf. And he keeps yeah. looking over and over again, rather than around, you know, looking around into the busy, you know, he's in the middle of like, it feels like the middle of Manhattan somewhere or, or wherever he is. So yeah, that's my takeaway is look at the little things. The journey is, the journey is everything. And the destination is just a cherry on top. That's right. And also uh, hearing you talk now, Mo, it just also reminds me like him meeting that goal is definitely going to be like a life highlight for him. Like, uh, let's say this character, Joe, when he passes away, but also the connections that he made and like he had, he ended up forming a bond with uh, 22 and like, this is something that he kept referring back to and uh, like how she like kind of helped him and, like, how is it that he can return the favor kind of thing? But uh, this is a movie, like, you're talking about sequels. I don't. I hope that they don't make a sequel. Like, this is, a, this is a good standalone movie. And, like, I, I don't think the movie was that interesting in the in the, that, the whole before part. Like, oh, how did this come about? Like, I don't want to, like, but then again, you're speaking to the wrong person. Because, like I said, I'm not, like, a Pixar, like, yeah. day one, like, you know, person. You know what I'm saying? But, Mo, yeah. uh, if we're giving this movie a score of 1 to 10, uh, what would be your score for Pixar's Soul? Seven. I would say seven. And to be honest, I was even leaning towards six. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, whoa, what are you talking about? This is the greatest movie. As soon as I hear that topic, like I've seen that, I barely watch media, but I've seen that, oh, movie of the year, movie of the year. I hate that. As soon as I hear that, I, I'm already like, ah, really? So, and the reason I'll say it's a seven is because. The theme was great. I love the underlying storyline. That's awesome. I felt the, the, I don't know if you call it acting or the voice acting, was not up to what it could have been. It could have been a lot more expressive. I mean, you're talking about life and death. You're talking about life and death, you have to, you know, there should be wish, there should be joy, there should be all of these things, especially when you're not physically able to show that in your face. So that's why I give it a seven. All right, that's good score. Good score. I think I'm gonna go with you, Mo. Uh, I I did enjoy this movie. Like I said, of the three movies that I wanted to watch, this one was the one that I enjoyed the most of the three. Um, and uh, I'm just getting a phone call. Let me just cancel that. It's Pixar. Uh, exactly, exactly. Okay, sorry about that. But um, yeah, uh, this was very good. And I definitely enjoyed it. And this is more like a 7.5 for me. But like, like I said, this was very good. Pixar, like I said, I haven't seen everything from Pixar, but I have seen better from Pixar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do agree with you. The voices, like it could have been even other well-known actors. Like um, 
Carl, what's up? Uh, it could have it could have been other actors, and it would have been different. It, I mean, I don't think it would have been that different. Like if, if Jamie Fox and Tina Fey were like you you like put them with somebody else, uh, like a Rashida Jones and mm. like uh, like Sam Jackson, would it be that different? You know, I'm thinking. I'm just. I was missing the voice, like the, like that. Yeah, Screaming yeah. Shouting, yelling. That's what I was missing. Yeah. So so like I, I will give this a seven point five. Definitely uh, enjoyed this. This was fun, and uh, I don't make a sequel. But I'll tell you that the the these three movies I saw this weekend, like all three of them, I think are good streaming movies. Like to go pay money to go see them in the movie theaters. Like some of them have like these big time effects and that look incredible, but. Like I said, after seeing these three movies, none of these movies for me were like, got to go to the movie theater and watch them because they were all just kind of in the okay to good range. None of them were like, wow. Of the three movies that I mentioned, like I said, this movie, Wonder Woman 1984, and also We Can Be Heroes. Yeah. And just just on a side note, I haven't seen Wonder Woman, so I'm, I'm interested to hear your review about it. Um, I My kids have seen... we. What is the name of the title uh, movie? Oh, we yeah. can be heroes. We can be heroes. They love it. Like hands <laughs> down, they love it. It's it. Uh, I mean, just a quick like. I, I haven't spoken to anybody else about this one. Like you're you're the only person I've spoken to about it. But we can be heroes is a lot of fun. It's definitely a kids movie though. Like super heavy on the kids stuff. But I will tell you, and maybe this is just me. I, I'm a, I'm like a sap for this kind of maybe like a, a psychological thing with me. Maybe it's a thing from my childhood. But anytime that this kind of like parent. And, and children kind of interactions like, you know, I love you and I miss you or like, I'm so proud of you. I just start to choke up. And with We Can Be Heroes, I choked up so many times watching that movie compared to Soul and compared to One Woman 1984. Like I just, so many times I was like about to, you know, to break into tears because like I said, I'm a, I'm a sap for that stuff. But uh, yeah. But I, I, what I wanted to say was like, um, oh, look, we watched one of them last night. It was like, <laughs> um, but uh, I, yeah, I wanted to ask you. So your kids, they did they see Soul? And like, did they like We Can Be Heroes more than Soul? Uh, they didn't get through Soul. I'll be honest. Wow. We watched, wow. Soul was the one we were waiting. They were both waiting for it. My daughter especially. And please tell me what your wife thought, too. I want to hear what your wife thought, too. I think I asked my wife and she said it was good. She found parts funny. She loved the part about, you know, falling into the wrong body. Um, she loved those. She loved the expressive parts, but they just weren't enough of them. And I think that's what she kind of felt like. It was okay. I remember towards the end of it, like uh, she was like, she had picked up her phone. So I think that kind of no. says it all. <laughs> yeah. So okay. liked it, but it's not the type of thing she would watch again. My kids didn't get through it. And my daughter, my, my daughter, see, I watched it twice, actually. The first time it was, um, we, it was on Christmas Day. So we were kind of like half eating there, half going through their presents. We weren't really paying attention. And I think if it was something that would have drawn me more, I would have been paying attention. So I think that was a sign. So I watched it a second time yesterday. And... Yeah, same feeling. It was it was good. It was definitely worth watching. It's not something I would rewatch. I would say. But uh, tell me, like, and I interrupted you. I'm so sorry. Like, tell me what the kids thought about We Can Be Heroes again. They loved it. They were. I, I didn't even ask them about it. I know this because they came and told me about it without me asking. Wow. And, wow. And at first, I, they always 
like watching stuff they've seen before. So when I put it on, they're like, what is this? We're already watching something. No, no, no. I said, you watch, they like, they love uh, Shark Girl, uh, Lava Girl. And Shark Boy and Lava Girl. They love that. They've seen it a million times. Which is I, a sequel. I'll tell you more. Like, it's a, it's a kind of a, like, the, the actress who plays Lava Girl is in We Can't Be Heroes because she's one of the parents of one of the kids. Now, the, the dad, you know, was played by Taylor Lautner from the Twilight movie. She's not in it, unfortunately. It's another actor. But this is kind of like a sequel to, like, an, uh, like a grown-up sequel uh, to uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, definitely. They, yeah, they love that movie because uh, they watch it all the time. We have this, like, little DVD TV thing that we, they watch in the car if we go on long trips. I've heard, I've never seen the movie. I've heard it a thousand times. So like I know <laughs> like uh, George Lopez is in there and all that. Yeah. So, so yeah, they love that. They love this one too. And I'm sure I'll be hearing it a million times after this. No, I love it. I love it. And then because I'll tell you, like I'm a Robert Rodriguez fan. I like his movies. Uh, he even directed an episode of the Mandalorian this past season. Like I love battle angel Alita and uh you know i've loved machete and like the desperado movies like i'm a big fan of his i'm not saying everything he does is fantastic but over the years i've just uh, myself Even and more stuff is good too um yeah uh, yeah he, he, like he he's great so like uh you know if he's directing something i definitely want to go see it and it's the main reason why i wanted to go see this so he has like yeah. these different genres of things but like yeah. these kids he movies like, he doesn't take himself 100 self seriously but he throws himself into whatever genre. Like, if you talk about his early stuff and this, it's like night and day difference in terms of the genre. So, oh, yeah. Both of them are they're good. They're good. They're good things. I mean, they're good movies. And I, I like the thing, too. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen – I've heard all the uh, outtakes from uh, Shark Girl and Loverboy, and they talk about, like, he does it with his kid. I think his son helped, like, design or draw. He was in the movie. All that, so that, yeah, that, that, I like that too. That, that was cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. So then, um, before we get anywhere, I know you've got a review coming up. Tell everyone where they can find you and about the podcast. Of course. So uh, once again, my name is Paul V. Perez, and the name of the podcast is the Improve and Have Fun Podcast. The next podcast is going to probably be released in the next couple of days. It's the season finale of this uh, year and i always so i publish podcasts all throughout the year and the last one of the of the um of the year is the season finale so we're gonna go into season four now and uh this last episode has uh like i'm asking you the listener like how did your 2020 go in terms of like if you had goals and did you meet your goals did you not meet your goals and also i have a review of wonder woman 1984 with my other movie review partner and that being jason g so that's going to be live soon like in the next couple of weeks and you can find that at improve and have fun.com sounds awesome i'm i don't have hbo max and well I, i'll i'll save my uh thoughts about that till after i listen to your review which i think you already got a kind of general feeling from it. i think carl put it best carl the lazy reseller <laughs> But I, I really want to thank Paul. Uh, this is the last one we're going to be doing this year um, on this channel, at least. But uh, Paul, please check out his podcast. Uh, it's really, really interesting stuff. And like I said, he's been doing this for over four years, close to five years now, or is it? Um, no, over five years. Like going, like next year will be the year six. You know. That's awesome. I mean, there's so much content in there. And if you'd like to find out a little bit more about me, we're on YouTube here, obviously. 
on the podcast, reselling little Facebook group, reseller niche help group. And you can find me on Instagram, reseller underscore niche. But until the next one, I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope you had a great holiday. And thank you, Paul. Until the next one, have a good one, guys. Guys, thank you for listening. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.